the Rap Roundtable. Yes, sir. Episode 73 of the most dangerous, most inspirational, most influential, number one podcast in New York City. Talk about the best. I'm putting it on wax. I've been putting it on wax. We the best. Number one podcast for hip hop in New York City. They bite in the flow. They bite in the slang. Whether you want to believe it or not, bro, we go on the internet and we say something, and then like two weeks later, we'll see the quote bar for bar. bar for then we bar. see creators with larger platforms calling things names that we've been calling it. We made it a thing. We, it, it got the Twitter. We made it a thing over there. And y'all keep biting the bars. We are the number one underground podcast. Listen, like, I'm, I'm hearing guys kicking people off their lawn. Come on now. Yeah. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> come on. It's ridiculous, man. How I see it is, okay. we are the underground podcast that a lot of you niggas talk about, but y'all don't want to share it with nobody because you don't want it to lose its edge. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Part of the game. Yes, sir. But it's your boy, Joff, here alongside Cecilia the Rap Snob. What up, what up? Alongside Dini the Balance. Need to force me with you. Alongside the homie Mace. Yeah, yeah. And with this episode right here, you know, I'm, I'm feeling real good. You hear this beat in the background. Bobby. A classic. Early days of the round table. Sounds brought to you one. by Sincere the Rap Stop. He makes beats. <laughs> Holla at me. Holla you at know the vibe. My old shit better than you. Shit. My old <laughs> shit better than your new shit. Talk about it, Sin. You can find the Rap Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, Twitter. And as always, we are tonight's entertainment. All right, fellas. So, the last episode, we had a whole show rundown that we did not get to because <laughs> our songs of the summer list ended up being the entire episode along with that dope interview with OG Reeks. Shout out to Reeks. So, you know, we basically decided that a few of those topics that we never we didn't get to, we would just run it back. I mean, we, we spanned 30 years, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's long, it's a long, long time. time. Shit. It was a dope list. Some people got yeah. mad at it, but then uh, that wasn't our fault. They were, mis- they were misinformed by someone else that the list was top songs of summer. the year when the graphic clearly said songs of the summer. Summertime. And in some cases, y'all were asking about songs in 06 that dropped in 07, <laughs> asking about songs that dropped in the winter. Or asking for songs from Cali. Right. And Texas. <laughs> when it's it was a New York list. <laughs> And we Thanks. were very, very clear about that. Stay in bounds, y'all. No. Reading is fundamental, y'all. <laughs> more and more, I see that the internet is a very powerful vehicle, and it's it's really making people not have they 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 knives as sharp as they need to be, right. because you're not reading. You're just waiting for for the internet to tell you what to think, and then so you, you can respond. respond to it yeah. as opposed to reading it comprehending it, overstanding it, and then responding. Mm. And then we make the mistake of thinking that people read it. It's always us. So I told you on the last episode, I think the live, I'm not arguing with nobody anymore. Because <laughs> I'm expecting too much of, of certain people. Not, not the chat, it. not the homies in the chat who pull up to every episode and they get the show. Love. But the randos out there who, who just come to argue, I'm never talking to you again because I yeah. know you didn't pay attention, you I didn't listen, you. so on and so forth. But beyond that, Definitely. there was a topic that we want, I wanted to get into as far as Nas Escobar. You know, we, we see him outside. We see him putting in a lot of work. This is the most work Nas has put in since I want to say the, the first prime he had in the late 90s, early aughts. You know what I mean? As far sure. as 
activity level, not skill. Because y'all be, again, y'all don't be listening to y'all just be parsing and looking for shit to argue with. <laughs> what I'm saying is his activity level is as high as it's been in 20 years, in my opinion. Commercials. He's getting a lot of like minutes on the court. Interviews. Interviews. Lucy's. Lucy's. You name everywhere. it. Tours. The Spider-Verse movie drops across the Spider-Verse. He's on there too. Yes, sir. Right? Shout out to Doing Metro. a feature with Toby Nigway. Weegway, pardon me. His name is beating my ass. <laughs> so the question I, I have for the rap roundtable is Nas going commercial at this po- juncture of his career? Sin, you want to go first, or should I pass it off and let it come back to you? Um, I'll I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting question because like it's it it makes it sound as if Nas was never commercial to huh. begin with, like. What part of Nas isn't commercial, really? Touche. You know what I mean? Be um, careful, I'm, Sin. Yeah, I'm going to get us fired well, already. Look, we're, I know, we're, we're listen, commercials as, triggering. As a, as a Nas fan, right, um, I know that there is definitely a part of him artistically or maybe part of him, his personality that is kind of counter-commercial. But come on, man. Like The, the man did songs with Mary, mm-hmm. Puff, mm-hmm. Mariah. J-Lo, Chris Brown, like the list goes on, bro. Like, mm-hmm. and on top of that, like he used to do Sprite commercials. He was an ad for Carl Knott, like infamously. Carl you know what I mean? Um, then Willie Esco, you know what I mean? Because he kind of shared a, a name or whatever. Um, and I know that like the, the thing that Nas fans love about Nas is that there's a lot of his material and a lot of his, a lot of his personality that feels underground. Mm-hmm. But he's not underground. He's never been underground, yeah. right? Um, and so, like, you know, he he's part of part of him is kind of hermit-like, so he kind of like steers away from the limelight a little bit. But mm-hmm. you know, he had he had that run where he was in the "Hate Me Now" video. Uh, you know, Eddie Murphyed out with with the red leather. <laughs> you know what I mean? QB chain, huge QB pendant, swinging. Um, had Beyonce, you know, in in the "You Owe Me" video, like. That man has Heavy. made... Why you had to mention that? <laughs> hey, it happened, bro. You could have just said he did you owe me with genuine. It, yeah. ha- it happened. <laughs> and Timbo. Wow. Had, had, Be- had Beyonce wow, dance for him bro. and you owe me. That's crazy, bro. Damn Listen. it, man. So, um, nah, man. They, like, there's there's, there's nothing about Nas that has never not been commercial. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's definitely been stretches where, like, he steered away from the commercial limelight. But he's always been open to it. You know what I mean? It's just, this is just another one of those resurgences that he's had in his career where he's like, yo, fuck it. I'm going to do Hennessy. I'm going to do these soundtracks. I'm going to, you know, be in these movies. I'm going to, uh-huh. you know, I'm going to do everything. So for the sake of clarity, you're saying not only is Nas, quote, going commercial, he's been commercial. He's, he's, he's never not been commercial. I don't think. That's interesting. Mace, talk to me. <laughs> um... I'm gonna have to agree with Sin here. Wow. Um, wow. Honestly, wow. honestly, because I think there's there's like a, wow. a difference, right? Commercial is I just That's you know crazy. looked at the definition again right before you know Sin started. It says <laughs> uh, concerned with or engaged in commerce, and I think Nas has always been worried about his you know is his bottom line. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think I think there has to be like a little bit of a this like the issue would be if he went pop. Correct? You know what I mean? You don't want your artist to, to you know, uh, his art to, to be compromised. You don't want him to be shooting for a certain sound. You don't want him to be, you know, 
dressing up in shiny suits. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a difference between going pop and going commercial. I think just like Sin just stated here, just like Job has kind of been trying to tell y'all for a minute, Nas was always a major record label artist. He was never a mortal technique, guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, this this was never, never a thing. Now, you know, I think and I don't he's... Want in the, he, I want problems always. Like they really make it sound like he was on Rockus Lyricist Lounge Volume One. You know what right, I mean? Like, word, right. word, it, word, honestly, word. on some words worth shit. And it, it's like I think the issue is that Nas has always been commercial, but maybe not the most popular commercial artist. So nah, he ain't never been a Nelly or MC Hammer or you know one of them type of dudes. Well, so right people right. are like, nah, Nas ain't commercial. No, he absolutely is commercial, and there's nothing wrong with that because uh, like at the same time. Us as fans, we get hyped when we see Mass Appeal doing well. We get hyped when we see him on international tours, you know what I mean, being swarmed by fans. So, yes, he's commercial. It's never been a debate, you know what I mean? And, and I like, send, send you right, job you right. You know what I mean? He's not underground, guys. Then <laughs> the balance, the chef, what's happening? I don't know. Yo, um, commercial is just a hard word for there a lot of people. Go. You know what I'm saying? Right. There we um, go. It just doesn't sound right. You know what it is? It's because you have artists that, that their career is commercial. You know what I'm saying? If I make what would be considered underground music for the majority of my career, and every once in a while I pop out with something that the fans can en- enjoy on a, on a larger scale, it just feels weird to hear me as a commercial artist from that. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, I heard Nelly. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think of Nelly. I think of commercial artists. I don't really think of Nas as commercial. I've actually watched Nas on TV deny commercials. You know right. what I'm saying? Remember the was it Cause Light back in the days, and he just wanted up banging right, the phone on these right, niggas. Right, like, right, right, right. Just, just Nas has disassociated himself with so much shit in the past, and I think that's what makes this all the more beautiful, man. I think if there's anyone out there who needs to, not even needs to, but more like venture out and, and open the doors and spread their wings and fly, I think it is Nas, bro. Nas has been so true. To, to the to the depiction of the coach, you know what I'm saying? Staying 10 toes down, not letting the man get at you, you know what I'm saying? Right. He's been like the icon and the face of like, like maybe the most underground, overground artist we've had. You know what I'm saying? The person who's most underground commercial nigga. Just, just say it. Yeah, just you know what I'm saying? It, not, mainstream. Nah, but it, mainstream. It, it, most mainstream. underground mainstream. Mainstream. Right. Right. Ah, commercial okay. just is so like it. All right. So I'm going to throw this out there. Do we want to draw a line between certain terms? Like pop, like May said, versus commercial versus mainstream. Yes, yeah. I think mainstream is better. Like yes. for instance, you make okay. you make these great beats. You know what I'm saying? And you're you, would you say you're in the boom bap era with your shit? You say your shit is more boom bappy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now if you make a trap joint, so now you a trap artist because you made one nah, trap. Not not. Ten, off of ten, one. ten trap joints as opposed to a hundred boom baps. I oh, I'll put it to you like you this. You know what I'm saying? I'll put it to y'all like this. I think Pusha T is a good way to describe it. Pusha mm. T is commercial, but he's not mainstream. Okay. I, I think that's the best that. way to, to, to look at this dynamic. He gets a lot of commercial looks. So I guess, you know what? Y'all kind of said it, and I've been telling y'all for at least a year and a half now. Nas is not underground. Like He's never been that. Stop lying to yourselves. <laughs> he's a commercial act. He's been popular. He's been platinum. Bunch, he's been platter a bunch of times. Yes. You know what I'm saying? A lot of fans, and honestly, if the streaming numbers weren't so rigged, a lot of his record sales for recent projects, especially the KD series, might look a little different. Yeah. Because based on what Mace broke down about the streaming numbers of what the equivalencies are, I'm pretty sure a million people have these Nas albums. But based on the stream numbers, the shit gets fudged, right? So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll tweak the question then when I say commercial. With all of this, what he's doing, being an independent label, 
and, and, and make these appearances he's making and where he's making it and who he's making them with is Nas on the verge of what they accuse Jay-Z for being a sellout for as far as who he's standing next to and who he's working with? <laughs> I'm just asking the question. Listen, Relax. Listen. It's just a question. Great because, question. That, because that as question a, is loaded as fuck. Well, I'm just saying, as he... A as baked he, potato with bacon and hey, sour I'm saying, cream. I'm just saying. And fucking I'm just saying, chives, everything. That's as what they asked for at the stuff. As you venture <laughs> off and you start to make more and more appearances, late night TV appearances, random features. Now you, you did Joints of 21. You all soundtracks. You, your face, you're a clickable item, magazine covers. Uh, all of these things that other guy does, the local celeb, he's called, he gets called a sellout. If the local uh, celebrity it, rapper gave a verse to Lil Nas X, we wouldn't hear the end of it. We true. wouldn't. That Not is, to say that, that, that Toby Weegway is Lil Nas X, <laughs> but all I'm saying is, is he walking the path of what other people get called a sellout for? I, I, I think... The, the notion and the feeling I'm not saying that he is I think the notion and the feeling amongst fans right. is that Nas did it the right way mm. wow. <laughs> whatever the right way wow, is Nas bro. did it the right way that's crazy you know bro. what and I had that wow, thought about man. I heard DJ drama but what is the right way I wanted to make sense he was asking <laughs> that shit and that's all I thought of in my head just now right. like, what do you mean by that you know what I'm saying well but I mean that alright you got it yeah you got it <laughs> Whatever, whatever the right way is, like that's that's what Nas did. Like, I mean, I get, I guess the notion is, you know, he didn't overtly seek, uh, like, I mean, beyond, right, you know, the right, Steve Stott, right. Steve Stout era, he didn't overtly seek a radio single. He didn't overtly, you know, make club bangers. Like, he didn't overtly, you know, he again, Organic. like, you you had you had albums like I Am and Stillmatic where you had things like You're the Man. Um, Poison, oh. um, New York State of Mind, two uh, Ghetto Prisoners. Like mm-hmm. he didn't, he wasn't. He still had his hits, but he wasn't overtly. It didn't feel like he was overtly seeking that mainstream pop spotlight. Fair play. You know what I mean, fair play. Y'all agree with that that sentiment? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't. Partially. I don't think he is partially. partially. <laughs> Cook. Nah, nah, go ahead. Do your thing, right. though. Do your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> I, I don't think... I ain't trying to get nobody mad uh, this early in the then, then we're not. Then we're not doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I don't think that he is, but it's just interesting to see how outside he is or what he's doing. Like, it's not just him rhyming on some random low BPM beat for the fuck of it. Like, he's he's out here trying to get mass appeal seen to a mass audience. Yeah. Everything is intentional. Nas fans say that all the time. Everything Nas does is intentional. So if you think that these things he's doing, he's doing it just for the love, and especially building his own independent label, and you don't think he out here trying to build that bitch? So I'm just saying, I'm watching it, and I'm like, if, if he ventures too far left for, for the Nas fan who believes that everything, not the spirit of what Nas does is the right way to do things, are y'all going to feel the way, or are you going to take that ride with them? Um, Chat, are you going to take that ride with them? Or you're going to start judging some of the moves, if it ever think, comes to that. I, I think they'll do both. I think they'll take the ride and, okay. and still judge the shadow of everything he no, does. Uh, you know? I, I think I, I disagree slightly. I don't. I, at this stage in the game, 30-plus years in, I think his fans are pretty much set. They're okay. going to ride with him regardless of whatever move he makes. Agreed. And whatever move he makes, they're going to be like, that's the right move. Exactly. I'm enjoying this discourse. Every, every time. I'm telling you. Nas is low-key, like, 
you know, and don't take this as an insult. Like in the same way, Nicki Minaj fans <laughs> will never say. No, nah, like, don't do that. Don't do that, man. Sin. All right, hold don't on. Do, wait, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. What Mason saying is the Nas fans, just like the Nicki fans, just like the whole Beyonce fans. fans that's the a Beyonce, good thing. The fan bases Fanatics. of these artists are very staunch, <laughs> and right. they will ride for their artists. But you saying they like Bobby's is a little. I didn't have the word. You know what I mean? I didn't have I just thought of first, first artists who have fan bases that's gonna follow them no matter what they do for. Yeah. You know what I mean? You was out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but you was going to say something. You, you, you leave it no, in the lot. I'll leave that. I'll no, leave that because the, the barbs are like, like especially like toxic. Bro. Right. Like bias that's, that's to toxic, the team. Man. They're like cyberbullying and shit. We've like been cyberbullied, huh? I mean, we, we <laughs> cyber bullied. That's why they mad at us. I'm a Tupac fan. We just as bad, bro. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. really why we some of them get like a motherfucker. They try to cyber bully us and then they get shot at back and they get mad. It's like, yeah. fuck. Exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> not how this works. Sure. Take what the? <laughs> He's funnier than me. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Cool. Oh, fuck. God. Points were made. But, but I'm shit. still going to watch. Check your man, son. Yeah, the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> man. Yo, that yo, yo, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Real shit. You should have checked. Bro, that, that, that I cooked him <laughs> bad too. Bro, bro like, he, I really cooked bro, him. Bro, I wasn't even here for it. I'm on upset. Twitter. He was like, he was like, oh, I know you don't know about this joint. You should have put this on on your list of like unreleased Nas stuff. Why? I put it on the list of unreleased oh, Nas. Oh, I did. Okay. He missed it. Be focused. He's a fuck nigga. That's what you're saying. I, I was I was gonna reply. I was like, it's not even. Oh, but this is what I'm saying. Man. The page out of your book. The pe- save, here you go. Save, save the it. people <laughs> who are not doing their due diligence. They not reading. They they not doing the knowledge. You just here to argue and nitpick. I you will never hear from me again. I gave you a couple of good years. I'm only retiring in Mets hat. I'm reti- no Mets hat, Mets hat will never die. But it's only gonna service for niggas who really I want to argue with. Who got, got some shit to say? Like yeah. like boom like cool. If cool pop out and he got some shit to say, I'll argue, I'll always argue with that nigga. As an example, sin even I'm gonna argue with sin. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Niggas like Nas the goat in the chat, Marcos these niggas. I'm gonna argue with them. Yeah. But if you some Randall just here to hate, or when I check your comments, you never have anything good to say. I'm not saying nothing to you. Mm. Yeah. That's it. And, and that's that's the funny shit because people get offended like when you clap back at them and I'm like bro like I sit right next to this guy <laughs> have y'all not seen how he claps at me the fuck and I clap back at him like do you Yo, not see the, the interaction and conversations going on here bro brother's conversation well, there you here go. on Twitter on Facebook yo go back in the archives bro <laughs> the fuck like, bro in the chat while the show is on <laughs> <laughs> like the fuck is going on here man the, the, but again, it just goes to show you that those people, they never got spoken to in the barbershop. They sat in the corner. Right. They waited for their cut. <laughs> they sh- and they didn't talk back. They, they laughed at a few jokes. Got and skipped by a few niggas. They got skipped by a few niggas. You know how that gets nasty. Meanwhile, niggas walking up and dapping your barber. And the whole conversation <laughs> start. You lose your spot. So <laughs> he had an appointment. No damn well no that damn nigga well. had no appointment, just get that bro. shit real quick. I'll be out in like 15 minutes. Just showed up. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Y'all yeah, niggas, yeah, I'm not, not talking trained. to y'all anymore. Word to mother. Y'all but got the art it. of cutting ass. But in the midst of th- this Nas discussion, th- there's a certain segment of Nas fans who represent a large segment of older hip hop. Mm. Now, this is not just a Nas fan, but what I'm saying is the mentality of that group and, and hip hop of like, let's say 45 and up, they share a lot of the same sensibilities. 
I'm as almost there, bro. <laughs> Careful. I'll be there in August. You might be one in a good one. In this segment. You know, we did the live. Shout out to Leroy Green. The bars are sharp. But Leroy, Leroy Green kind of represented a big problem that we talk about as far as pushing the culture forward and what that sounds like. He's saying that in the Hit Boy era, Nas had no hits. Then proceeded to say he wanted a Primo and Nas album. The most baffling argument <laughs> that I've come across. Yo, we the love entire you, Leroy. We love you, Leroy. We love you. No, 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 no. Even Leroy. <laughs> in 2023, <laughs> we got love for you, Leroy. Leroy, we love you. We said we gonna build. We gonna cook up the Leroy tape. Yikes. But that argument baffled me. It did. The most baffling <laughs> argument of 2023. Hit boy is not enough. Give me Primo. <laughs> no hits. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, oh, but, but when you go across the culture, there's a lot of cats. And I don't think Leroy's 45, but his mentality damn sure is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that in order for the culture to be good, it needs to sound like the shit that they listened to when they were kids. Mm. And they're not, even the hard shit that not, forget the snap, the, the, the bullshit music. But there's niggas making real good music, like all Kendrick jokes aside. There's niggas 45, 50 years old say Kendrick is whack. And it's like, how, bro? What are you talking about? But then they'll tell me they want to hit if Rakim dropped the album tomorrow, they will be on it. <laughs> hey, Fucking. All, no, all respects due to God, though. He, all he respect came out, dude has no. He came out for. What, what was it? He came, he came out for okay. something right. recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. He came out for uh, Summer Jam. Nah, Popped out with the locks. Yeah. One of y'all nice. was in the chat, in our group chat. Was it you or Sin who dropped the Chino XL graphic? Saying, that to be saying. Chino XL, who dropped the album? It was cannabis and Chino XL, bro. <laughs> I was like, niggas, yo, bro. Them same niggas were saying. Yo, the final them, bosses of the rapidity rap. Lyrical yeah. miracle. Yeah, the miracle. <laughs> the same them niggas were at the top saying, of the pyramid, yo, bro. Yo, come on, bro. <laughs> they were saying, Kendrick is whack, but will be hyped for the Chino XL and cannabis album. Right. And have oh, bigger bro. things about the culture. They don't want to hear Griselda. They don't want to hear Kendrick. They absolutely hate Drake. Kenny Mac, one of them niggas in the chat. Bro. Drake, Drake, Drake make music for suckers and whatever yeah. the case. Jake calling me a sucker is. the whole episode. Right, man. right. <laughs> and it's like I'm really starting to feel like the older heads, because I'm an old head. The older heads are a big problem with evolving the culture they don't want it to evolve they want it to go back in time and i think that's the problem for the evolution the next 50 years of hip-hop so you know i didn't i bloviated a lot dini i'm coming back to you what what do you feel about the older heads and their perspective of where the culture is i mean you you covered it man with any with any art form or any culture you know you got your traditionalists you know you got your people that want things to pretty much be the way there is because to them their era is the, the the greatest era there was you know what i'm saying i i'm i guess i'm i'm a burgeoning old man i guess because yeah. i feel that way about 90s hip-hop i feel like you can't really we the same age you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you're burgeoning too you're nigga. Right, you're right you're right like 90s hip-hop to me is like the greatest it ever was you know what i'm saying 2000s had some great shit 80s had great shit not knocking nobody's hustle but to me like 90s like spoke to my soul because that's my era but I can understand how a dude that's 20 today, here's the young boy. You know what I'm saying? You got to you gotta make room. You got to let anything grow. And, and you might not like sometimes where it goes. Mm. But that is a part of the evolution. And you got to let that happen because we wouldn't have got 90s hip-hop if we didn't get 80s hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? You need everything to do what it does 
to get and there's gonna be some Gucci gang, Gucci gang type shit that comes out of it. On, you know what I'm saying? It is. It's gonna be some some mid-level shit. And that's gonna really spark the old head's frustration. You triggered me just like Yo, it was it's that a was terrible song. That was pretty good. But you see it, you seen the reaction to this shit. You get what I'm saying? It's gonna speak to its audience. And I think everyone has their own their own liking their error and I it's hard for me to argue because I want to fight these niggas at the same time but I want to hug some of these niggas they need a hug man I gotta <laughs> let these young artists do what they do people gotta grow and I'm, I'm letting the culture grow man I'm here for wow. the young artists talk to me Mace listen man like at the end of the day and and I don't mean to get like bring it to, to a slightly political type of level or you know what I mean y'all could send y'all if y'all cut this as need be yeah, okay, okay. but it, well, I hate to see the way the old heads okay. have went out bro I really hate it wow. that whole like boomer energy wow, they giving bro. and it's it's, it's in the Gen music X. Gen X Gen X is giving boomer energy yes bro. so my wow, whole thing bro. is bro. like Gosh, cut that's crazy <laughs> Yo, we, like, don't, we don't got to, it comes we down don't to, got to, to mute wow. Wow. Listen, it comes down to, to from, right from music <laughs> to goddamn respectability wow. politics. You know what I mean? Gen, Gen X's are the new crazy. damn boomers, bro. Yo. It's like y'all don't you remember. Yes, said niggas is going outside. Sad, bro. Sad. sad. Wow. The same niggas who was screaming about. I, I remember I was a little tight back then. Y'all niggas used to be screaming about C. Dolores Tucker. And y'all used to be screaming about Al Gore and George Bush and how niggas didn't understand y'all and this and this and that and this and that. And now y'all are the old niggas telling the young people that they shit is trash. Every old nigga thinks the next shit is whack. A motherfucker who grew up lifting the Stevie Wonder will look you in your face and tell you Biggie Smalls is garbage music. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to understand that there's always going to be a generational gap. But I was expecting that the generation that brought hip-hop along was going to be different than the, the 10 generations before them. So to watch the people who started the game, the niggas who had... Public Enemy blasting out of their shit that was talking that wild shit with Ice Cube that you can't even write in, in lyrics anymore or you might get kanye You know what I mean? The same mm. niggas who listened to this music growing up is now telling us, yo, you know what I mean? Y'all youngins don't know this or y'all youngins don't know that. I, I thought y'all would understand the next generation, bro. So I'm a little bit ashamed by how the older generation is going out. But, you know, maybe y'all have proved me wrong in a couple years. I doubt it. Get rid of this guy. <laughs> he one of them. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Listen, man. I don't know what my rap roundtable brethren is talking about right here, man. Um, he here's the thing. I can't, like, I can't. I'll be it. I can't speak for all the old, not the entire old community. I can only speak for myself. Myself, who's a Nas fan, but also a Kanye fan, but also a Kendrick fan. Those are three different generations. You know what I mean? So I've, I have followed the trajectory of hip-hop and the evolution of hip-hop. But the, the, the things that I've held dear uh, from this genre and this music and this culture, like I, that, that's remained consistent, I feel, right, for myself. Right? Uh, there are some people that will, you know, listen to a Kendrick or J. Cole and be like, that's trash. Once upon a time, I kind of fronted on J. Cole, but then he, he, well, he, he, he ascended to the standards that I felt I had as an MC, right? And ultimately, I think that's that's where this comes from is a set of standards. And I'm, you know, and shout out to uh, Danny Brown who spoke on this first recently first, first, on first, his first, show, first, first, uh, literally first called the Danny Brown Show. 
Um, you know, it's not it's not that we hating. It's just that we have a, a certain standard of quality. You know what I mean? Not just quality in terms of talent, but quality in terms of bodies of work and bodies of music, like full albums. You know what I mean? And so, um, like, when we listen to certain music out of today's artists, they're, like, predominantly, like, it all feels and seems microwavable. You know what I mean? And there's not an awful lot of thought going into how am I going to make this song into an album? How am I going to make this album into a fruitful career? It's all about, like, the instant gratification of how... What can I do? What? How much can I get out of this right now? And it's not all their fault. That's just, that's where the culture, that's where all culture is. That's where, you know, social media and the internet has taken us. But that, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Um, I'll take it a step further. Um, and I think I've made this analogy before uh, a long time ago. But um, I, I think a lot about like what 80s rock music was like and the 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 uh the hair band hair metal era like all of that shit is fucking disposable you know what i mean um people will listen to that and and you know have that nostalgic feeling like oh you know i used to listen to poison and rat and skid row and all that but like when it comes down to like timeless music none of those bands are mentioned none of their albums are mentioned outside of maybe guns and roses outside of that like none of that shit is mentioned and what us older heads are, are trying to prevent this younger generation from going through is that stage in music that stage in culture like we don't want we want better for y'all we don't want you to make this like forgettable disposable music that nobody's really going to re regard in high esteem in the future we want better for y'all that's where we're coming from shit this nigga spitting boy so I see everybody's perspective, and, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, all kidding aside, Mace made some solid points, because in some regards, I, I kind of agree with some of the things he says, because I've, I've found myself arguing with older cats, even since sometimes about his point of view of some of the, the younger acts, and, and, and I feel like, whereas 20, 25 years ago, there was, like, our culture was definitely more overall, like, this is where it's at. And we want to get it there. We wanted to see our bigger heads take it as far as they can. I feel like somehow along the way that got lost. And now it's like, our shit is better. Now our shit is better. I don't know if that's just because it's the evolution of the musical genre that is rap to where like, you know, rock and roll had, I'm pretty, they had similar arguments about who started what or who it belonged to or whatever, whatever, before our time. Maybe this is just the next evolution of what that argument was for, for our parents. You know what I mean? Like some white guys making rock and roll, but the black dude started it. You know what I mean? Like there's Jimi Hendrix and there's Elvis. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. who, who you really rather, you want the essence or you want the copycat? Shit like that. Mm. Um, But where Mace lost me was the whole idea that overall the people from the 90s are the problem because it lacks nuance. Yeah, they're hard-headed. And he don't give shit a fair shit. Because I always say, like, that niggas talk like everything in the 90s was five mics. It was a lot of whack shit in the 90s. There's a lot of songs where you can hit the skip button in the 90s. But I feel like the essence got lost. You didn't mention that in your argument. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, this is self-destruction as a song. Mm -hmm. Public Enemy says some wild shit, probably, but 
They had a lot of real shit to talk about. Now I'm with Batman voices rapping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no. There was a. There was a thoughtfulness to the approach to the culture 20, 30 years ago. And I think that if these young guys approached it with the same thoughtfulness, a large majority of the older heads would fuck with it. Even if they don't think it's as good as, they would fuck with it because the thought and the care to preserve what was established was there. You know what I'm saying? I ain't talking to those guys. I'm talking to the niggas who hear high-level shit in this day and age yeah. and call it whack. Yeah. But we, we want to go to a spot with a room full of money and, <laughs> and listen to some average shit. You dig? Them niggas is a problem. <laughs> May we'll start some shit. And I am now, because we, we talk about some of the young niggas, I hate it. Some of the drill shit, I hate it. You mm. know what I'm saying? But I'll give it a fair shake before I, I trash it. But y'all, y'all dudes with the South Pole sweats. <laughs> And, 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 and the, the Mountain Gear Tims, not the actual mm. Timberland the boots. Lugs joints. The Lugs joints. Y'all niggas are a problem. Y'all are a hindrance to the culture because you're a hater and you got bum-ass nigga tendencies. I'm going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> Y'all got bum-ass nigga tendencies. And to bring it full circle because I don't want to seem like I'm hating on all of all Nah, you're saying on your fucking I, square, nah, mate. I'm about to get them. Don't worry. Uh, I do agree with a sentiment that y'all that y'all share that maybe the shit is not as all around as it once was, right? right? That and, and and that was basically the lawlessness of a new genre. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like Sin mentioned, Absolutely. we had '80s hair metal, but '80s hair metal gave way to '90s grunge exactly. and '2000s indie rock. Shit right. got better, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's, it's like you gotta give the youngins room because at the end of the day. When 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 we were listening, you know, to Nas at twenty years old, forty year old niggas weren't listening to that. You know what I mean? It didn't reflect their shit. So we can guide them, but to just act like what they do is garbage is just the same shit that they did to us. You know what right. And and then you know your evolution argument is right. I just want to piggyback on that because if you think about what trap trap kind of evolved from that snap era and what trap started as to where what trap is now to where we going full circle to where Southern rap sounds like Southern rap from when we were younger. You got to give them time to evolve the sound and fine tune it because a few years ago, my man, like a 42 Doug wouldn't be around. Pooh Shiesty wouldn't be around because they, they would have been considered, quote, the Griselda of their region. <laughs> Real talk. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. niggas wanted to, to party and make bullshit like Gucci Gang. Yeah. So a 42 Doug or, or, or Shiesty would have been too hard. For that time, but the time has evolved to where you can have some some hard shit that's still kind of trapish, but fine tune. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I see both sides of the argument, but to the bum ass niggas, <laughs> stop being haters. <laughs> Elephant. The old old heads. <laughs> I'm coming to sin with this topic. Oh shit. Cook sin. <laughs> Flame on. Saw on Twitter there was an argument about two <clears throat> all time wordsmiths in hip hop yeah. history. Yeah. All time. There's no argument. I don't give a fuck what you say about any one of them. As far as being wordsmiths of the no space, oh, top five maybe. No question. Maybe top three. Hey, hey, watch out. Tyler maybe. Might, Tyler might be watching. Oh, be like, <laughs> oh, 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 oh Yo, wow. enough for the top five. That's yeah, crazy, about to more top off, five. But on Twitter, there was an argument about <laughs> these two artists, and I said, you know what? This is not bad. We should talk about it on the wraparound table. Black Thought or Slim Shady himself, Eminem. Mm -hmm. Who's nicer? 
Just hit rap snob. The floor is yours. I don't. I don't think there should be any argument here. It's Black Thought. What? It's Black Thought. Black. Zero arguments. I don't want to. I want no problems always. I don't want to hear no arguments about this. Black Thought, bro. Listen, look. Once upon a time, from like '98 to 2003, five years. Uh huh. It might have been Eminem. Okay. Beyond that. Uh, like I don't, I don't really see the argument here. Black Thought was nicer than Eminem before Eminem came in the game, and he's been nicer since Eminem fell off, mm. which was a good at least fifteen years ago, maybe twenty. So, I'm I'm going with Black Thought. Look, Black Black Thought, um, Black Thought has he has he, he has a, a place within. The, the hearts of hip hop culture, the, the fans, the the, the the like the real shit fans, like that's undeniable. Like that shit is not going anywhere, right? Eminem, he he has a place in certain hearts, but it's really just what does that have to do with who's nicer? No, I'm just I'm just saying. So I feel like uh, are we talking about who's nicer or who has who's a better nicer? legacy? Who's nicer? Today, if we're talking about today, Black Thought. It's Black Thought. I think both questions are valid, though. Let's talk. Right, so cook, yeah, cook, cook, but but then. Right. So, so, so I, I just want to hear Sin cook, bro. So what I was trying to get talk at, about it. So what I was trying to get at is that like Black Thought. Black Thought is still repping for the culture, bro. Like every year he has a roots picnic. Every year he goes on stage and he tears that stage down. He has the freestyles. He has projects that he's he's putting out. That it that are, are acclaimed within the 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 hip hop audience, like Eminem, Eminem fell off like fucking years ago, bro. Like there, there's nobody that that's checking for Eminem projects other than his already built-in fan base that doesn't want to let go of the fact that Eminem fell off a long time ago. Like, do you y'all remember the last the last um, acapella freestyle that 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 Eminem kicked? That that cringy shit where he was like, oh, you know, man. like making sound effects. I thought that and shit. shit was a skit, bro. Bro, like, you you put Black Thorn in front of a microphone. He's tearing that shit down to this day. Pause. He's had pause. He's had thirty years ah! in this game, and he has not lost. Not only has he not lost a step, he might be better today than when he first picked up a mic. It's Black Thought all day, every day. I feel like you are not the nigga that asked this question. Well, you went to me first, so. I was hoping you was going to, you know, that nuance you love to talk about. Nope. And the objectivity you love to talk about. I figured you would have led with that. Nope. All right. uh, You thought wrong. I did. So, you know what? (laughs) The answer is Eminem, bro. Eminem is flat out nicer than Black Thor. (laughs) Flat out. Dog with the fastball. Fuck that, bro. bro. What are we talking about here, bro? Like, sin, sin. Like, the fuck are you like, talking like, about? Are we talking about bar for bar, <laughs> word for word, syllable for syllable? Right. M is nicer than thought. M, M, M Eminem was nicer than Eminem, thought. Once upon a time, Eminem could wrap circles around Black Thought right now. Just never, because, just, never. Just because Black Thought circles? Go, circles. Just because the nigga Black Thought wakes up with the dictionary apps and him <laughs> notifications every morning for a new word to put in a fucking bar doesn't make him nicer than Eminem, bro. This is me. Eminem is not my man's. Y'all know that. Y'all watch the show. Y'all know Eminem is not my man's. I don't jack Eminem at all. You know what I'm saying? But if we just talking about flat out who's nicer, what are we talking about? Just because a nigga go to fucking dictionary and give you some dictionary bars, don't make the nigga nicer than M. I need another drink, yo. So. 
That shit yeah. boring. <laughs> Pull up, drink. No, no, no. Black Thought was not the one that was looking up, like, what rhymes with orange. So what? Wow. Did, oh, wow. Like, literally looking that up. That's what wow, we're doing? Wow, bro. That's what we're doing? That's, That's crazy, bro. Does, bro. Even with orange and door hinge, he's still fucking better <laughs> than, than Black Thought. Black Thought is great. You know what I'm saying? And if we talk about legacy, all right, yeah. For the cultural aesthetic, of course it's thought. But the same nigga that Sincere loves to talk about, the same niggas that we give Sincere credit for bringing to the table, Eminem is a nigga who gave them niggas that light. Eminem is the only nigga who's really here for the spitters. He's giving a lot saw, of spitters he, the opportunity. And they saw for the bullshit too. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. left. That don't got nothing to do with who's nicer. <laughs> Eminem, so why you brought it up then? I'm just saying, you said you said the culture. So I'm saying the cultural all argument. Right, right. He he put niggas on for the lyrics, the bars. He did. He's he, out rapping he Black that. Thought. Black Thought has no shot against Eminem in a rapping situation. The chat got to agree with Sing because they love Black Thought. They don't like Eminem. I don't care. I don't care. Eminem got it. Damn, what's up, Dini? Yo, don't ban me from the roots picnic, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I gotta go with Shady. Talk about it. He sounded disappointed. Dude. I, I, you know, because Black Thought is a leg. You know what it is? I'm gonna keep it a buck, man. To me, Black Thought and hip hop is like the Spurs. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm gonna get a great. Uh, don't get, do that. Nah, what's, what's wrong? Nigga Five say, rings? Nigga, say no, you're right, a textbook right, right. rapper. Get, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, I know, I'm, cook, cook. He basically say them niggas go into the dictionary to find you know textbook bars. Yeah. I know, I know, I'm gonna bank get a shot great bars. Around, bank shot. I know the system's <laughs> gonna be right. I know, I know the offense no, gonna be around, around, nobody, no shot. sauce in them bars at all. <laughs> offense gonna be functional. Functional. You know <laughs> I know, I know certain things are gonna be in place. The coach is gonna be accurate. That you know, what I'm saying the acumen gonna be accurate, but. To me, Eminem's more like, and this might sound crazy. Remember when when White Chocolate was on the, on the Kings? Wow! And it was just entertaining. Jason Williams. Yeah, you remember when it was? But it was entertaining. Jason Williams actually was trash. If you from an entertainment standpoint, from an entertaining standpoint, look at that basketball reference. Suspect. From an entertainment standpoint, tonight's entertainment. I wouldn't use Jason Kidd, but he's way more flashy than Jay Kidd. So. But from an entertainment standpoint, J Kid always gave you something that you, when you pay for, you got to see something. Right. Was he the most accurate? No. Is Eminem the most accurate? No. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But it was entertaining. And I feel like Eminem's always been as entertaining as you can be while being a lyricist. You get what I'm saying? I love Black Thought. Salute. Love what you did with the roots, but is Black Thought the most entertaining MC? You know what I'm saying? That you really, you, I gotta go listen to this new Black. Well, I, I can't talk to you about this. But, 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 <laughs> did you say, yo, oh, that new Blue Danger Mouse should drop? Did you say, yo, oh, that new Black Thought? I, uh, yeah. Gotta hear it. Let me tell you what happened. Like, you know, I was working a lot of hours. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was like doing like 13 and 14 hour shifts. And then I was like, you know what? I was having insomnia. So I was <laughs> oh, like, shit. This black thought and bitch, well, <laughs> damn, would get me right. God damn. <laughs> hey, that was uh, Adderall. Who is <laughs> this man? It's the ambient, bro. You need to put you to sleep. Melatonin bar. I was even listening. It's great. He's a great artist, man. But that Tylenol Tariq. Eminem. Eminem was the great white hope for niggas, man. I hate y'all, Yo. <laughs> I hate y'all so much. You just you can't you can't deny it, bro. Eminem made a lot of niggas a believer. You know, like from from 
just everything he did, man. You, you, we gotta stop trashing M, man. M, M was like nah, the. I'm not we trashing gotta, M. We gotta keep trashing. I'm just honest about the window far, of bro. time when the, he was actually elite. For the great things he did, they were they were exceptional. Listen, Eminem had a higher high, very higher high, higher highs. But overall, Black Thought, thirty years, Eminem. 25 years? But that's my thing. M- M- as, as an MC, Black Dog can probably outwrap the overall majority of all MCs. Right. You know what I'm that's what we're talking about. But you're listening to that, though. You get what I'm saying? Like, you could be the nicest nigga that nobody want to hear. No, no disrespect. Man, like. That don't count for listen, something? I, I Listen, I go back to those roots. I'll be I, I, let me stop talking to him again. I'm back to you. I feel. <laughs> but you understand what I'm talking I about? I understand, man. Do you, do you go back and say, hey, let me go listen to the as if, solo Black Thought Project? Here's the thing. Y'all, I'm sure y'all, you went back and listened to the Roots. Y'all, y'all, go y'all back. missed the Roots era. That's like, <laughs> what you? Wait, what happened? What I missed? Fuck. You ain't shit. Fuck. I don't want peace. You gotta go there first. I want problems <laughs> always. <laughs> God damn it, man. Right. I'm sorry, man. No, I'm, just, I'm sorry, Tariq. I'm just gonna say, like, <laughs> I I hate the jumps in, man. But welcome to Death Row, bro. Like, <laughs> this is definitely M, man. I'm like, I, and and honestly, Black Thought, epitome of a rapper. You know what I'm Except saying? You. Like, that as far as his the his rapping skill, I have nothing to to. You know, ever denigrate about him like well. it's black thought. Like even talking crazy about how he is as a rapper, you look like you don't know what the fuck, fuck you, you talking, talking about. about you know what I mean? Talk, Mace. But it's like, man, M got classic songs. You know what I'm saying? He got classic verses, Features. classic album. Thought. You know what I'm black saying? Thought. He got moments. It's like it's it's like M is like the nigga. The M is like when when the '80s drug dealer tech come back on your block. <laughs> And, and tell you about the millions he made and you being all and, and Black Throat is the nigga who you know what I mean you never even knew sold drugs you know what I mean like it's just a difference bro <laughs> no, like disrespect you say that you say that fucking M- Eminem is fucking what's his name again Eminem like 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 nah, fucking Alpo or some nah. shit what's it talking about talking about what, what is from, from Snowfall. Franklin. Yeah. So Eminem is Franklin. You feel me? And, and, and Black Thought is Leon. <laughs> exactly, oh, <shit>. bro. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I get it's been a while, oh, but bro man. used to really get to it. You feel what I'm oh, saying? That's shit. what I'm trying to say. So he did it at a higher level. That's what you say? At a at a Way higher, higher level. level, bro. Oh. At a higher level, why, man. Why, so, why did Eminem get that look though? Because he was nice. Uh, that's hey, the man. only reason. He got the look because he was nice. He moved. No, crazy. no, he got the opportunity because he was not. We yes. ain't talking about Paul Wall, though. He got man. the look. Mac Miller. He's right. We know that. All right. Shout out to Walt. Sorry, Walt. Shout out to Walt. The homie. Salute to Walt. Yo, there's, there's been a few white cats that were like Beast, though. Eminem just happened to be one of those white cats right. that was super sick. Come right. on, bro. Endorsed by arguably, like, you can argue with the greatest rap producer of all time. You can argue it. You can argue Dre. Yeah, easy. yeah, you know what I'm saying, and 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 endorsed also by the biggest act of maybe the early 2000s. I mean, that's that's major. 11 million albums sold. It was more the other way around. 50 yeah. was endorsed by him. True, and you're right. Actually, you're right. Yeah. But nonetheless, you get what I'm saying, though. It's yeah. a big deal, bro. 
That, his, I mean, his, that, that they're not D twelve. I mean, that 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 tie plays into <laughs> it. But, but ultimately, y'all making my because of Eminem. But y'all making my point. Ultimately, like it was it was the ties that he had that really. But the you music know, had to stand too, though. Man, the bar, he got there because of the stand. bars. No, he got he got there because of the bars. But then when the bars fell off, like the the, you know, the longevity that he's had in his career. So the rap god there. Come on, bro. <laughs> you heard it like I heard it, man. Like midi, <laughs> midfield. There's only one type of person. That, listen, look. Uh, <laughs> There's a few, there's right, a few I'll, gems I'll, in that catalog. Yeah. Though, like I went, like I went to yeah, this, I'll I went to this button. gathering. I went to this gathering. It was mostly them type people. Them type of people. Them, them folks. And one, one of them, one of them knew that you know I had a rap I podcast. Don't want peace. First, I want problems. And this was around that time, and the first thing that came out to me was like, "Yo, have you heard rap god? <gasps> oh my god! Wow." Yo, I just, I, cause I didn't want to get. Are you gonna talk about it on your podcast? I, I was just like, yeah, you know, it was, it was, yeah, it was great. He's so good. Oh I God. thought rap guy awesome. was tough when it first dropped, but that's when the purple bags of sour was on the street. Heavy, <laughs> the best <laughs> sour <laughs> time, bro. The it was. best sour. <laughs> yo, hey, yo. You know who would have fucked with with, with, with with rap god Judas? I, I wonder if Judas oh, was. Did Judas like that song? Uh, oh, was that God. that came out after he left the? I think that was before. Yeah, rap guy's like 2013. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, jacket, bro. That would be his shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the next topic. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I want to hear Josh's opinion. Josh, Black Thought Eminem. Oh, okay. He said he's uh, he's from outside of Philadelphia. Josh about to whoop our ass. Sorry, so, Josh. It's all right, Josh. bro. All right. Definitely got to be back. Black don't tell, don't don't tell Black though we cooked him. All right. Mm. <laughs> we'll see you at the roost picking next year. Word. Facts. We'll be there. Shout out to State Providence. Um. <laughs> so Tyler the Creator made a comment about being annoyed with top five lists mm. because it's just a mechanism to keep to keep people engaged. That was his quote. So you know what? I'm gonna go first with this segment. I'm not gonna talk too much, but I'm gonna go first. I'm, you're a rapper, right? If you rap, the purpose to rap is to keep people engaged by way of the quality of rap, beat selection, song making ability, etc. If I'm a talking head, which I am, on a podcast, or I'm a Twitter personality on the internet, the goal of both situations is to keep people engaged. So if I decide that, you know what? The space is kind of slow and I want to get people talking. I'm going to make a fucking list. Now, be clear. The rap roundtable doesn't necessarily love lists. If you notice Hip Hop 50, we've tried to stay away from the list. We only did the last list because it was requested by Mike D to do the list. But we were we had no plans of doing any lists this year because list culture, it, it, it comes with its own pitfalls. It has nothing to do with engagement. But... Don't knock the list makers hustle. Shout out to Beast Rhymes and List. I think it built a whole platform off of list. To me, that was some corny shit that Tyler said. Like I don't I don't see the point in knocking a nigga for making top five lists. When Tyler was a nobody talking about rap, I'm pretty sure he argued his favorite rappers and it was lists of niggas who he think might be whatever level they're gonna be. I'm pretty sure when he talks to his rich nigga friends, they still talk about who is who they are within a certain space. That was a corny statement by Tyler. And, and to poo-poo niggas who love lists, even if we don't love lists, 
fuck out of here, bro. That's how I feel about that. I don't know. Um, Mace, talk to me, bro. Like, when you seen that comment from Tyler, what did it make you feel? Listen, man, if 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 a bad chick make a top five most handsome nigga list and I'm not on the list, I'm a hate list. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> like, there you go. Tyler, you're not usually yeah. on the top five list, so I can understand. And that's no shot to him because we know artistically he's taking a big step forward. He's won Grammys. You know what I mean? I think his next album is going to be number one with a fucking bullet. Like, Tyler is the most successful he's ever been as an artist. But he's not a guy who you say, hey, my top five, Tyler the Creator, throw him in there. So, of course, he wouldn't be one who said, I fuck with lists. I'm sure Nas love lists. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, you feel what I'm saying? Like, so. All the niggas who make lists love lists. They yeah. love it. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, this is not a some sort of, hey, you guys started making lists. Jadakiss, top five that are alive. Drake, one of his most famous ad-libs is top five, top five. Eminem's whole list, he spit as a bar and niggas make shirts out of it. Like, this is what we do, man. This is rap. You know what I mean? We, we, we're we we're competitive men and women. You know what I mean? We want to, you know what I mean? This is, this is what we do, man. Whether it's sports, whether it's music, this is what we do. It's fun, man. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, you're not any worse of a person. You know what I mean? If you're not in any top fives, Tyler, it doesn't hurt your bank account. Let niggas have their top fives, man. Now, while I agree with, you know, hey, the younger dudes might try to look better to older dudes by mentioning niggas they never grew up with. That's a that's a that's a whole other thing that that hip hop got to deal with, with, where it seems like you don't have any uh, uh, honor as a hip hop fan if you don't know. You know what, what? When Rock Kim dropped "Paid in Full" the day, mm. the first single, the last verse. You know the what I'm saying? He wrote it. That's a whole other thing. You know what I mean? But they, they come to this podcast for that type of shit. And after four years, you figure out we're not historians, right? We, we're fans. <laughs> we niggas that like music, bro. Like just like y'all. So it's like, listen, man. Like that's you know, if 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 it's five percent, if it's ten percent, if it's twenty percent, that's part of what makes this shit fun. Debating who you think is the best and debating who's in the top of the list. So Tyler, man. You rich and making music and, and you're in it, so I can I can imagine you taking it to heart like damn, like why niggas always gotta, you know, I, I spent three years on this album and you just making this shit down to hey, you know what I mean? Your your fifth best album, bro. I can understand you being mad about that, but we fans, man. You were a fan at one point, you probably still a fan. That's the shit we like to do, bro. Dini. I mean, bring it back to sports, man. If you spend your whole life you know what I'm saying? Trying to achieve a goal. Like, let's take, like, a Kwame Brown. You know what I'm oh, saying? Shit. You spend your whole life trying to achieve a goal. You, you make it to the NBA. You're number one. You're selected by arguably the greatest player of all time. And you're still regarded as a bust. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like that. Um, I, I can see what he's saying as far as top five lists because some lists are janky. And whenever you're going to discuss anything that's janky, it's always going to have a sour taste. But let's say we're having a real discussion. Top five, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Let's say I say top five Tyler songs. Do you think he would have an argument or, or, or a problem? No. There you go. You know what I'm Tweet saying? Like you said, he's just not a part of those lists. But those lists are great to me, especially when they're based in accuracy. You know what I'm saying? Historical value, validity. Like shit that you tell me Nas is your favorite rapper. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be hard for a nigga to argue that. Yeah, somebody might think that's there's a, maybe a better artist they like to listen to. But to say that, not... <laughs> That's our whole relationship. You know right? what I'm saying? <laughs> to, say, to, to make the argument he's better would be a hard argument to make. And I think that's where the power of a list comes from in making those arguments, having those discussions. Like, why do you think Kobe is top three to ever play the game? And you and you break down the reasons why. And then that top other person. One, but okay. <laughs> 
and you break down whatever reason you have and that's where the discussion those gems that get brought up those the failures that the person had the successes that the person had like everything accumulates into a big discussion which just to me pushes the culture forward so is, I, let me ask you a question yeah i'm not to cut you off but is it public opinion a big part of hip-hop culture it's 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 prime to the fucking genre bro okay. like we look at the shit we rap about all the time you know what i'm saying it's who's like like the whole shit who's better Hov's whole shit is who's better and i think a lot of artists in hip-hop try to try to translate that they just don't th- that way but i mean you can't you can't take away that power man you can't take away the power of a good list man a good list how many great conversations have we had on and off air about a great list shit. as long as like i said the shit was valid the validity of the list maybe that's what he was talking about the validity validity of a list think about it we had ransom talking about our list facts when we didn't put him number one we had Nas number one exactly the way about that so list matter it does matter but i mean Nas, Nas had a great year that year. Yeah. you know what i'm saying look man all, all my brothers covered it um like May said, you know what I mean? If, you, if, if you're not making those lists, maybe you might feel some kind of way about it. Um, but at the end of the day, this is hip-hop. And hip-hop is competitive. And like I, I feel like there's a certain segment of uh, the generation that might want to separate the competitive nature of hip-hop away from hip-hop and just be like everybody gets a trophy type shit yeah oh not not everybody gets a tr- trophy type, type shit but what like why are we so competitive like what like no like i've heard the argument like no other genre does this no other genre puts like you know who's the best rock artist of all time who's the best jazz musician of all time like that but you know like this is that's what makes hip-hop different and separate from all these other genres it grew out of this 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 feeling of competition and feeling of wanting to be number one like competition is everywhere you know what i mean but only hip-hop is really like truly honest about it you know what i mean every single john every single jazz musician wanted to be the best jazz musician you can't say that through a fucking saxophone note you know what i mean you can't say it through a through guitars can't say it through a guitar note you know what i mean but mcs we can say that right you know what i mean um, and so, like, I, I feel like there's a certain segment that would like to separate the competitive aspect of hip-hop out of hip-hop. And it's just, you can't separate the two. Really it's tough. hip-hop is what it is. And as long as hip-hop artists are trying to be number one, the best, we're going to keep talking about who's the best. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if they're not the best, where do they rank? Are they number two, number three, number five, number ten? Where they at? You know what I mean? It's just it's gonna be an ongoing conversation, man. It's like saying it's like going to a barbershop and telling everybody to stop stop talking about everything that you talk about. Yo, who's the best uh athlete? Who's the best rapper? What's what's the best cereal? What's the best video game? But like that's literally like everything. That's culture. Yeah. Come on, man. Imagine going to the barbershop and it's like, you know, I think Nikola Jokic is the best player in the game. And the barber next to you is like, you know what? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right, too. You're right. He's the, the best. hive mind of... You know what I'm saying? Why are we even talking Why about who's right? best? Like, and you know what, Just Sin? let them play. Corny. I love what you just talked about with the competitive aspect before I go to the next segment. I want to just get this off. Second place trophy energy has no mm. business in hip-hop. Mm. And if you bring in that second place trophy or everybody deserves their flowers equally... Get the fuck out of here. 
we no nice. hip hop is will always be rap specifically will always be about who's the best who did it the, if not who's the best who did it the best who did it with digits who did it with the critical acclaim there's tears for everything and as and if you got a problem with top five lists to Mace's point if if, if, if Tyler was top five on everybody's list he would have never right. said that Facts. but because he sees so many top five lists top 10 lists even and his name is not there he has a problem with it when you was running around doing the shit you was doing not rapping mm. you took yourself out the conversation yeah. you just got you, you dropped that tape with, with DJ Drama and you got back in the conversation right. if you follow it up again and there's a general consensus that Tyler the Creator is a top 5 top 7 top 10 act he'll never talk about lists again in fact, <laughs> in fact, he'll start talking even more, more shit on about, the internet yeah. about how dope he is. Mm. He has that chip on his shoulder, and it's your own fault, bro. You didn't take rap serious enough because you always had the skill set. And that's the shit that right. like, I didn't see niggas push back against on him against that. Tyler always had the ability to be good, but he played with it. Yeah. From the Our Future era all the way until right before Call Me Before You Get Lost, he played he with his he ability. Was he was yeah. always nice. And if he would have treated it as, a, as an ability and a muscle that you build up, right. he'd have been on everybody's list. But, right. I, but I, I feel like that that segment of the population that him and Odd Future represented, they don't take anything seriously. Yeah, right. Know. You know what I mean? But he started taking rap serious and now he resents lists. Right, <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's your own form. Right. Yeah, great album. Tyler, you came behind. You, you talk about your influences being Kanye, Pharrell, and Eminem. Three people who all made it clear that they wanted to be the absolute best in their field. Like, yeah. you know about the competitive energy, bro. That's why, like, that's why you nailed it, Mace. He not on nobody's list. He's not top five on anybody's uh, list, so he don't fuck with it. Anyway, shout out to the homie Tony the Dome, another family at the round, rap roundtable friend of the show. He threw out a tweet there where he was, he was mentioning that we never got the three stacks solo run. But with Kendrick's rap career, he sees so many elements of three stacks that he feels like Kendrick Lamar represents what a solo run from three stacks would have looked like by way of Kendrick. It was a fire tweet. Shout out to Tony. Sin, I, I come to you specifically for this. Do you see the vision in Tony's tweet? Um, yeah, shout out to Tony, man. There's a lot of tweets that, uh, you know, not necessarily the, the tweets that's like, you know, just kind of stating the somewhat obvious, but there's there's definitely certain tweets that I, I see from him that the insight that he has, I, I, I fucks with it. Like, I align with it, like, 100%. Uh, and this is one of those times. Uh, the, the first time that I really, like, started digging into Kendrick um, on Good Kid Madsen... <laughs> When I first started, you know, listening to Kendrick, <laughs> um, it was good bye, kid bye. Mad City, you know what I mean? Bye. Let's get, 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 get shit out. Go ahead, go ahead. Y'all done? Y'all finished? He said he dug hey, into that. Yo. Man, bro. Oh, my Lord. Bye. Gotta put a T on that, Lord. <laughs> Sheesh. Wow. Oh, man. Auntie's a man, yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Damn it. 
Yeah, I hate y'all. All right. Um, Yo. But when I first started, oh, you know, man. really listening uh, to Kendrick's material, um, and it wasn't, you know, like a lot of people will go back to Section 80. I'll, I'll admit I was not sold on Section 80, but it was good Kid Mass City that I was that really made me pay attention. Same. Um, and specifically, um, the art of peer pressure. Uh, and Great there was record. something in, in the way... Huh? Great record. Yeah, the, there was something in the way that uh, he told the story, the, the descriptiveness, but also in the flow, in the pocket. I was like, bro, that's Andre. And it, it, was, it was weird because, like, I would hear other people talk about uh, the influences that they heard. Uh, and then I would also hear him talk about his influences, right? Like uh, Snoop Dogg, Most Deaf. Uh, Pac, obviously, he's influenced by Pac. But I would never hear Andre come up in the conversation. And I'm like, nobody else hears Andre but me? Like, that's crazy. And th- and, and this is where, you know, like, uh, th- my brothers always get on me about, like, yo, you never really talked about Andre. But he was always, like, in the back of my mind because, like, as soon as I heard Kendrick, I was like, yo, this is, this is what I wanted out of Andre, yo. And then... Fast forward through uh, through the rest of his career, um, you know, to Pippa Butterfly, like the topics that he touched on, uh, the 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 eclecticness of the sound, the risks that he took uh, through Dam and into uh, Mr. Morale and, and the Big Steppers, uh, even the Untitled album, like all those risks, all those different, like you know, messing with different sounds and everything. I was like, yo, this is what I. This is really what I wanted to hear out of Andre if he would have taken his rap career seriously or not even take it seriously, but if he would have moved forward with his rap career. But, you know, to, to each their own, like that, that was his path. But definitely Kendrick is, to me also, as well as Tony the Dome, what I would have liked to see out of Andre 3000 if his rap career would have continued. Specifically, I want to hear from Dini on this topic. What do you think about that? Um... I do hear some similarities, you know, the way the, the laid back flow, the cadence, the storytelling aspect. Um, I don't know if it would per se had turned out if, if, if Dre kept making music. I think I think Dre was way more quirky, you know what I'm saying? And, and Kendrick's quirky, but I think Dre's even more quirky. So I really don't know what we would have got out of that. Like, like bombs over Baghdad era shit, you know what I'm saying? That equipment was that stink on you. Thank you. Yeah, like that, that was veering to a, like a different kind of sound. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I really don't know what Andre. Like maybe Andre would have been rapping that shit we got. We got from um Keem and um uh, K Dot the other day. Uh, like for all, on some uh, cowboy hat shit. I don't know. I can. You know what I'm saying? But in, in, in terms of skill, like when he was on his, you know, like the the first album, well, the first real album, Good, Good Kid, Mad City. I yeah. there was some similarities to um. The things I really appreciate about Andre, so I can see what y'all saying, but I don't know. Andre sometimes go a little too left, so I don't know. We would have might have got tap dance rap or some mm. shit with Drake. Who knows? He's in Japan wearing the same overalls and the same joints, playing violins and some shit. Right? Like he was years like, with his. So he's a little different. Flute. I don't know. So who knows? Exact flute. All I'll add to this segment is when I hear like the voice changes from Kendrick, especially Good Kid, Master the Era. Uh. uh what was, what was the name of the album again? Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly. Butterfly. Slightly to a lower degree, Section 88. If you, if he told me personally that Three Sacks was his favorite rapper, I would believe him yeah, wholeheartedly. Absolutely. Because it's it's of that vein. Yeah. And and I, I see where Tony is going. 
because it's like the flow, the way the way he rhymes, the way he structures his bars. It's Andre 3000. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like Sin said it. I, I, I know when I got exposed to Kendrick, it was a lot of Nas comparisons as far yeah. as his descriptiveness, his storytelling ability, a little bit of Tupac. But I never heard anybody like Sin said talk about three stacks. And to me, his entire skill package is Andre 3000 yeah. in California. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, I I can see the comparison. You know what I mean? But I don't think I don't agree with Tony as far as this is what it would sound like because I feel like the difference between Kendrick and Three Stacks is Kendrick is still very much a rapper, and the other side of his Gemini twin is competitive rapper whereas to me three stacks is artistic as fuck and i don't even know if he would have made a rap album it would have been an album with some rap some singing <laughs> some left field shit some soca no one some, you, know, you just don't know <laughs> you yeah. really don't know Kendrick still wants to be the nicest i don't think three stacks ever really cared about being the nice he knew he was dope yeah. as fuck but he didn't he didn't put a lot of stock in being the nicest and i think that's where they would have diverged as yeah artists. that's true Makes you got anything to add to it? Smoking on top. Five. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> I think I think. Shouts to Tony the Dome, one of the, one of the dudes on rap Twitter that gets shit popping on a, on a daily. Shouts to Tony, but I think this is kind of selling Kendrick short. To be honest with you, mm. to say hey, if Andre gave a fuck, he could have been Kendrick. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. Like, so I'm like Kendrick has you know objectively one of the greatest rap careers that we've ever seen. You know what I mean? The fuck all you old head niggas that talk about hey he ain't doing enough man been putting in more than ten years of pain at this point which is more than Rock Kim and Big Daddy Kane did for you old motherfuckers. But cold blooded. Be honest, shit. Here. But I'm just peace. saying like I, I, I think want it's, problems we're selling always. Kendrick always. I feel like we're selling Kendrick short. Like Kendrick's career is not just some every fly by night. Cannabis couldn't have been Kendrick, you know what I mean? It's a lot of niggas that we said was gonna be that nigga that Kendrick surpassed, you know what I'm saying? Like Kendrick, I wouldn't say he was a hype guy, like a like okay. a 50 or like a cannabis I mentioned, but he came up under Dre, he came up under that umbrella. TDE was making a lot of noise. Like if you remember that era, section 80 was very big. ADHD was very big, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think I'm not just gonna give Andre 3000 that credit that if hey you know obviously the skill set is there you know what I mean the the talent as a group but when Prodigy went solo did he automatically become better than Jay Z no it's tougher than you think bro mm. you know what mm. I'm saying so I don't think that we should just say hey you know Andre could have been Kendrick if he yeah. did nah man it would it would have <laughs> took a lot because if he broke off who would he even been working with you know what I'm saying this is think about the era think about the time think about you know what I'm saying? In that era, what Southern rapper was really that nigga? Scarface and nobody else. You know what I mean? So I don't think that we can just say, hey, he could have been Kendrick. You know what I mean? Nah, I'm not with that, to be honest. And to put a cherry on that, uh, if you have Andre 3000, and to go back to lists, if you have Andre 3000 on your top five list, top 10 list, top, 20, top whatever list, you should have Kendrick above him. Oh. I agree. 100%. I'm not trying to hear nothing else. I agree with that. I, and you know what? We'll leave that segment at that. Ooh. That was that. Sincere stuff to land in. Yes, sir. Let's go over the little wing. From, from Sin's favorite rapper to Macito's <laughs> favorite rapper. <laughs> favorite active rapper. Because we know Pac is number one. 
Yes, sir. So in the interview, he stated, "Was it what what, what platform was Rolling Stones?" Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. In, the, in a Rolling Stones interview, he says he doesn't remember much about the Carter Three. And again, you know what? I'll go first. Then I'll let my brothers cook. To me, him saying he doesn't remember much about that era when Garrett dropped songs, whatever the case may be, just magnifies the issues that certain older heads <laughs> have, have with him as far as his love of the game and even further about how much he himself contributed, contributed. Yes, to sir. the Carter three <laughs> on top of, of the drug use that happened during that time. Like you, you don't remember the, the, the biggest moment in your career, the biggest time when you were the biggest act in the world. You don't remember that? Mm. Of course you don't. You didn't write the shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so for me, to me, Little Wayne, oh, Little Wayne saying he doesn't <laughs> remember, it's basically the status quo for me as far as what I think of him overall as a rapper in the space. It is what it is. Y'all love Wayne. That's cool. I respect Wayne, but his pen is in question. The end. Mace, <laughs> go ahead. Hey, listen, man. Um, just like Jav mentioned, Lil Wayne is Pac is my favorite rapper ever, but Lil Wayne is the rapper I grew up on. You know what I'm saying? That's the rapper that when they drop some new shit, I'ma hit two fifth and go see where the mixtape is at. You know what I mean? When they drop a new verse, I'm calling up my man's like, did you hear that shit? But I'ma be honest, you making it so hard to defend you, my boy. Like, <laughs> like it's already That's not what hard I enough. It's already hard enough being a fan of a crackhead. You know what I mean? It's already difficult enough. But it's like Wayne, like, and it's like, I feel like I be lost in translation because it's almost like he goes around in these interviews and he mentions that he don't remember this shit like a badge of honor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I did so much shit. But no, bro, I feel like, my nigga, you have holes in your brain, my nigga. Stop the lean. Stop the hard drugs. This man been doing hard drugs for 20 plus years. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, I'll be getting jumped like on some fight back nigga type shit trying to defend you from these <laughs> ghostwriting and rumors. And you always say this shit that makes it look like you was getting ghostwritten for, bro. Wade, I love you, bro. But I'm tired of the clown shit, bro. Like, I, it, you making it too hard. I'm going to let him stomp you out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stand over there in that corner hey! and fake call 911. Damn my talking points was literally dude was on a lot of drugs plus he didn't write his shit. That's why when you said it, it was like that was literally I what mean, I had in the talking to the alley. I like, see the little I'm saying, like, like, all right. <laughs> thank you, Dini. I mean, so many artists that you're in connection with who you just happen to rap like and their just careers just happen to fall off while yours is taking off. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's what they were hired there for. You know what I'm saying? We had the Corey Guns. We had Gilly. Jay Mills. Millie. You know what I'm saying? It's been a, it's been a lot of shit. Granted. Wells. Santana, granted, your man has been on a lot of narcotics over the last decade. Wow. Two, three decades, actually. Um, he didn't write a lot of that shit. You know, it's hard to remember shit that you didn't write. Even Hov don't write the shit, but he still memorized the shit, bro. Like, this dude don't, how you don't remember, you said it, the greatest moment of your life. This was the lollipop era where, like, this shit was flying off the shit. That album was inescapable, bro. There's heroin and lean. Oof. You're supposed to take, if you're like, if you have like bronchitis or some shit, you're supposed to take a tablespoon of lean. A little opioid crisis. Every six hours. These niggas are drinking cups every 20 minutes. So it's, sun's probably fresh. You see the nigga here, bro. Like, why are we discussing this? 
talk to me, sis. Bro. <laughs> well, here's what the first of all, uh early lawn lawn segment for Rolling Stone. <laughs> Cooking. Oh boy. Rolling Stone, get off my lawn because like the headline get off reads, uh, Lil Wayne is so prolific. <laughs> so prolific. And also, just pause, I just want to pause real quick because a lot of people um uh misinterpret the the word prolific like they don't they i know i know for a fact because when they use it i'm like that word doesn't mean what you think it means right prolific doesn't mean deep prolific doesn't mean poetic prolific just means you put out a lot of shit yeah, you did a lot of shit at a high level you know what i mean uh not even necessarily at a high level just like you put out a lot of material <laughs> right and so uh rolling stone uh, it's like Lil Wayne is so prolific, he hardly remembers the Carter 3 15 years later. And I'm like, Rolling Stone, like, how are you spinning this? The as, fuck are you talking as about? They said uh, some type of badge of honor. Like, the how fuck are you, are you talking this about? As like, he should be proud of this. No, man, like my brother said, this is the biggest ascent. This is the apex of your career. You don't remember the apex of your career? That's not prolificness. That's drugs, my guy. <laughs> Those are drugs. Just that's no. what that's, that's called. Crazy. You know what I mean? Um, secondly, um, and I, I don't know if you, we was going to get to this, but uh, um, Wayne was also quoted as saying that uh, there's nobody that can stand next to him on a versus stage. I was stage. getting there, but you here now. Let's go. Okay. So let, let's just talk about it. So also, he was also quoted as saying, Nobody's standing toe-to-toe with him on a versus stage, right? Uh, and the problem I have here is I, I think it... I'll, I'll give him this credit. I'll give Wayne this credit. He is definitely the most influential rapper to this generation. But that's not necessarily a good thing. I'm not Ooh. saying that as, <laughs> as a compliment. Because Top this road. idea that being prolific automatically makes you the best... It's something that we have to get rid of. Just because you put out the most shit does not make you the best in the game. And so I think that in his mind, knowing that, yo, like, all right, I, I did the Carter 3, but then I moved on to this mixtape and then the Carter 4 and then these features and I was constantly working and I was always in the studio and I didn't even pay attention to... Bro, that's, that doesn't make you the best. It just makes you the hardest worker. And that that's commendable. But it doesn't, the hardest worker doesn't make you the best. Point blank, right? There are plenty of artists that can absolutely stand toe to toe with you and probably beat you in a versus stage. Just because you're the most prolific does not make you the best. Just because you put out the most quality, quantity does not mean you have the best quality. End of story. Dean, is anybody such a Wayne in the versus? Jay Z, Kanye, Drake. I can't see him beating any of those three guys. Mace. Um, agree with Dini. Jay, Kanye, and Drake. I think those would all... I think... Listen, Wayne. After them three, though? I want to have to go through the list, but you know, I've been saying Wayne was, was one of the versus ghosts for a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, listen. If we bring in, you know... The man just said he don't remember the Carter three. You know what I mean? If we bring in... How's he going to perform that shit on stage? <laughs> How does he even perform if it anyway? If we bring that into nah, it, that was, it was a, different. It was you an interview where he said the fans wrote down his bars, and he basically had a notepad trying to re-recite his shit while he like does the prep. 
I contemplated buying tickets to this latest Wayne tour, and when I seen how he was performing, I was like, hell to the motherfucking no, bro. one of the headliners at the, the Bronx shit. Right, bro, yeah. embarrassing. Come on, man. <laughs> like, no, nah, but y'all remember the, uh, did y'all see the, um, it was somebody that was reciting his own bars to him, he didn't and know. he was in, in shock. He was like, yo, that sounds dope, and the, he didn't know it was his own bars. I've seen that happen multiple bro, times. like, all I have to say about this versus topic. With if folks, you knew, sorry, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, get, 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 get I was off. gonna say if you knew somebody like this in real life, you would be like, you need to go get help, help bro. bro. What do you mean you don't remember 2008, Dini? What? Well, <laughs> go to the doctor, my yeah, nigga. Yeah, it would be sickening, bro. What? Bro. It's like Kramer when he got kicked in the head, bro. <laughs> Yo, Randy Orton, shit. Facts. Shit. When it comes to this versus topic, a little weight. All I'm gonna let Lord Jamal take it. From like, who is this guy? Where'd he come from? Yeah. And why do we fucking keep acting like he's somebody that we need to fuck with? Get rid of this guy. Get him out of here. Macito. Hey, hey. Your segment, one of the you're one of the favorites on this pod. Let's let's get into a couple minutes with Mace himself. Hey, you know, so you know the industry been a little quiet recently, so I'm gonna have to get it and tap into the young rap bag. You know what I mean? Because I've been thinking to myself, rap been so boring. But is this the return of young rap? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have plenty of new releases recently. We got Lil Dirk almost healed. We got uh, Kodak Black, Pistols and Pearls. We got uh, Money Bag Yo, Hard to Love. That's a jaw favorite over there. And then this week we had Doughboy, um, uh, the BZ album drop. I don't know. He's more of a like underground kind of Atlanta dude, but I fuck with him too. <laughs> um, best songs off of each of the projects because I'm like, damn, Young Rap bringing the heat. And, and, yeah. and you know what I mean? The, the actual major league is, is, is sitting at the crib with their feet up. But the best <laughs> songs uh, for Doughboy, BZ, I'm going to say Try and See. Got Roddy, Future, and uh, uh, G Herbo on there Huge. doing the hook. Uh, Money Bag Yo's album is crazy. I'm gonna need y'all to go listen to that one and kind of give us some feedback. This weekend, uh, Ocean Spray is the hardest joint off of there. Mm. Um, Kodak Black, the title track, Pistols and Pearls. I'm gonna say that's the hardest off there. And for Lil Durk, I'm gonna say the skip button is the hottest track on that shit, Whoa. man. Oh, um, wow, bro, that's Do crazy, you? bro. Cole's all right. they forcing it with that? Is it I? I like it though. You gonna you gonna the, you listen to that? Did every you, once in a while, is it downloaded in your? You know what? It's not. Yeah, it's, I feel like if that's wait, Dirk, a, Dirk and Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that joke. Yeah, oh, hey, oh, oh my god! Yeah, I cool. like it. I like what Cole does. But Thank you, sir. That's I like what Cole does. <laughs> Fusion, because Cole does what he does. Y'all know what? I, but I, you can't take my word for it because I'm not the least not of a the, Dirk uh, fan. Yeah, that, that I don't even know what Dirk music usually sounds like. Not the target audience. So. <laughs> the target demo. I like it. It's on some I, I know I can type of oh my you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's, and, and I'm still and I'm still be. I'm still working overtime so I could pay Sin to listen to that Dirk album and oh, tell shit. me what the fuck was wrong with the sound on that shit because I'm like, That's, what the fuck is going on? Nah. Me and my bro, who's the biggest Dirk fan, shouts to my guy Warren. He even called me like this shit is trash, man. Yeah. I don't know. And that's Dirk. like my Dirk. Like that's the guy who let me know if this. If I'm I remember wrong. they said Dirk was the next Wayne. He was on a Wayne run and all that. They said. I mean, according to Dini, they on the same track. Uh, I, that's hey, on the Zell fucking <laughs> up. So I, I think Dirk stinks. You think Wayne stinks, oh. bro? We on the same thing. <laughs> Mate, but, Zell um, fucking up. So maybe I just didn't get the payment. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, Word. man, that, it's Zell's fault, man. Yo. <laughs> Um, but you know, Zell held me hostage, nigga. Listen, man, they had us in shambles. Y'all almost didn't get a pod today, bro. <laughs> 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 Fucking Zell, man. But 
while we we of course we speak about the music, but when it comes to the young rap, we got a little we gotta talk a little gossip of course. as well. So I'm gonna have to talk about this gunner shit, y'all. Nope. I mean, we're gonna have to we're gonna yeah. have to delve into this shit now. Take shots. Is he snitching or is he snitch? We gonna get is there. Is he snitch? Is, I don't know. We don't know, man. We don't know. Taking shots on records. Doug hasn't said a word, man. But listen, for y'all know YSL still on trial as of right now. It's still is it, we still in the same place. It's still here, y'all. This isn't a law and order episode, and it's not <laughs> 11:53. All right, yeah. but. A lot of a, a couple of revelations have come out of it. YFN Lucci, Thugs Op, been offered a 17 year plea deal. That's the minimum. That's the ma- that's the minimum they offer. That's offered. not a plea deal that I want to take. <laughs> 17, 17 years. Plea years. Deal. What the fuck? What, what's the other option though? You got a life, nigga. Seven like on Thug. Mm. Um, but you know what I mean. Uh, Thug's brother Unfunk, um, which nobody talks about, but he did the same exact thing Gunna did. Same, yes, ma'am, all of that shit. They are a gang type shit. Unfoom, Thug's brother, he got out with the gunner deal, got caught with a gun. He's back in nine years. Good luck to him. Um, Lord of mercy. Listen, man, it's a lot of shit going on with that YSL trial. And and through that, gonna drop a new joint, Bread and Butter. Dini, you threw that in the chat. Um, This joint is kind of crazy. He getting that at at Lil Baby. Dirk. He getting that Dirk. He kind of exposing the Lil Baby Marlo situation. They rap together. And about, you know, saying that 21 Savages homies might have been the ones who got Lil Baby's homies and they still mm. chilling. He, Gunner's getting kind of, he's doing exactly what they said he does on here. You know what I mean? He's telling just, all of it. He's wow. telling everything, man. Wow. So, you wow, know what I mean? Bro. So, Lil That's Baby's crazy, looking bro. funny in the light. Gunner's looking funny in the light. He got on Dirk on there, too. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you got to use my name for streams type of shit. You know what I mean? And then after all of this, the, the footage dropped in the middle of the club. They was playing the joint and everybody was silent. Nobody's <laughs> on the dance floor. So, you know what I mean? Gunna, you know, I thought the joint was all right. Was, you know what I mean? You say Gunna's pop? <sighs> Listen. Like, this, this wasn't no, like, turn up Gunna song. This was like some... It was a vibe joint. It was a vibe. Push, it wasn't pushing push 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 Nah, go. it wasn't no... It wasn't... Right. It wasn't, it wasn't something no with a little future on the background. Like, nah. You get one of those... The world might turn around for this kid, bro. Hopefully, man. Hopefully, but it's bad for him right now. And Terrible. it's just—it's a shit show in, in Atlanta right now, yes, bro. It's bro. over. That's how I feel about Gunner. It's cooked. You always one hit away. Hope said it best, bro. Nah, bro. It's <laughs> Perception Police on one. He's over with. You think so? Hell yeah, he's done, bro. Mm. If a he whole was a club stop, rider, nigga, nigga, a whole good, club bro. stop moving, bro. Bro, whole I, club in the A. That's so they, they done, never stop he's moving. Done so much Gunner gonna have so to take the flow rider out and start rapping for white people. So yeah. many, so many big hits that won't be rapped anymore because he, he's a part of them songs. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Mm. You know what? There's May segment, and you know, I I don't mind the young rap in this case. It was very influential, very very informative. Gunner, hold your head, bro. <laughs> now to my favorite segment, <laughs> the mailbag, yes, sir. We have Navy Vet, longtime fan of the show, tapped in. Salute. Some, and you know what? I'll fuck with Navy Vet because it's not always like blow V and how good we are or how bad we are. Either they rock with it or they don't. They have balanced commenter, a balanced supporter. They don't agree with everything we say. And I, and I can respect that. Shout out to Navy Vet. Mace, this one is for you. Oh, shit. Navy Vet says, I wonder why people don't speak on the fact that Pac could have survived the shooting but his mother decided to let him go because she felt since Tupac lost a lung, his voice wouldn't have been the same and it would have killed him inside. 
Um, Baby Vet, you mentioned right uh, after the shooting, Tupac lost a lung, he lost a finger. Um, he would have had to go uh, severe uh, therapy to even be able to to use his body the way he would. So I think that you know what I mean. As as these are the hard conversations, right? And the type of shit you might have had with your family. But honestly, Pac's mother thought to herself, he wouldn't have wanted to live like this. So she pulled the plug. And who but your mother can make that decision for you? So shouts to Navy Vet. That is uh, essential info that people don't know about that shit. There was a person who said that when it comes to Tupac, nobody should watch this show when it comes to Tupac commentary because these niggas don't know shit. Oh man! So, wow. you saying that a person who does this research, and this is based on the debate that you, my forcing that you and Sin had, right? And just another person who who really didn't do the knowledge, didn't listen, didn't figure out. Although we said this is a debate, and Sin is taking one side, and Mace is taking one side, they still find a way to be like, "Don't talk to these guys. Don't listen to niggas from New York about Tupac." It's like, bro, like it's crazy. Honestly, I know I I'd love for this pod to be the like million subs. Joe Button podcast level, but if that means I gotta deal with idiots like that, I'd rather us be half of that and just have elite niggas tapped right, into us real because, real like, for Navy Vet to have this comment and get the debate, and for that other person to say that shit, it's like, bro, what are you watching? Because I thought that was a good bro, segment. It was me a, and Sam yeah. both. You know, mad I mean, niggas thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mad niggas said yeah. it was it was ill to see in a podcast scenario where there's a bunch of us. Yeah. A nigga taking one side yep. and you taking another side. Not so, emotional. Right. You right. know what I mean? Just the great debate. Thank I'm not you. fucking with y'all. Y'all haters no more, bro. Haters don't deserve <laughs> life. We, we have <laughs> no control over that. Hell no. J-Dub, DD, this is for you. He says, I thought the Nas song was cool. This is on the Spider-Verse show. Mm-hmm. Like was mentioned, it's a soundtrack song for a kid's movie. And he was saying, he was staying with the theme. Not going to make his greatest hits. But I think it's good for what they were trying to do. Dini, your thoughts? I agree. I thought it was a cool song. I think it's um, a light little expression of the life of Miles Morales and Nas giving you his perspective of that. We all know Nas is great at giving you the visuals, you know what I'm saying, through an audio perspective. Um, I thought it was dope. I like the way it ended the album. It was a very dope cut. And um, shout out to Nas. Get that money. I'm happy. Hands down. Last but not least, this is for Sincere the Rap Snob. During the live, you mentioned the whole Conway the Machine and Prodigy discussion. Yeah. Jason Hodges says, shout out the Machine, but honestly, the errors would allow Conway to ever eclipse Pete. The time was so different. You could make street music and still be mainstream. There's probably nothing Conway could do. To that, you say what? Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think I made a similar point during, uh, yeah, during that segment. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a different era, you know what I mean? Like uh the 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 hurdles that Conway and the whole Griselda probably has to jump through to even get the semblance of the same mainstream recognition that Prodigy and Mob Deep got back in the day just by doing them. Like it's it's a much it's a much steeper hill to climb. Um and I'm you know, I'm very very much aware of that. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree with that statement. Yeah. Fire mail back segment. Yeah, I ain't gonna Notice, lie. not much question. hate, not any hate at all. Mm-hmm. Quality conversation. People who want to take part in discourse. 
We're no longer highlighting the negative shit. I think I went wrong highlighting the negative shit because the niggas tried to be as negative as possible just to make to be list. seen. <laughs> yeah, every now and then it might be funny. F- right. That's a good point. Every now and again. Gotta have a little flame on. If you add into the discourse, you will be highlighted on the roundtable mailbag because that's really what we're trying to display here on this pod. We're not historians. We're not people who want to pretend that we were there or we weren't there. We get third-hand perspective of stories from other niggas. Niggas that we love just, hip-hop. We just niggas that love hip-hop. Right, on, again, on Twitter, if you read our bio, we says we're people who don't expect you to always agree with us. Mm-hmm. That's not what this show is about. So we're fun. fans talking to other fans and building a community through of that. The, of the culture, talking to people of yeah. the culture. Yeah. 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 Talking about Curtis Blow in 84. Nah, bro, he wasn't there. <laughs> or the Juice Crew in 86. 687. Right. You know what I mean? Like 88. We gonna straight up let you know I don't know what the fuck you talking about. <laughs> Treat like that. Now, we are uptown. Yes, sir. We we, we we under that little bread situation. They got the food festival going. Yes, sir. Uptown. There's a, there's a couple of underdressed harlots looking immaculate. Wow. Mm. They had some food. They had some drink. They, they made a left and then a right And somehow they ended up on Sincere's block <laughs> He's been working on that lawn The tulips and the roses are flourishing And they stepped all over it So Sincere got outside and he's living And he asked him too Get off my lawn Get the fuck off the lawn <laughs> Alright uh, This lawn segment goes out to What I feel is like a very niche audience But apparently not um, the homie Mace uh, threw uh, th- this link into the group chat earlier today, I believe. Maybe yesterday. I don't know. Tom, Tom is a social construct. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the, the 50 most streamed rappers on Spotify. Right? Um, and a lot, of, a lot of this makes sense. We're not going to go through the whole list naturally. Uh, maybe another time. Right? The next uh, lunch hour. Tap in. Yeah. Thanks. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of these make sense. Drake is number one. Makes sense. Mm. You know what I mean? Eminem number two. We just talked about Eminem number <laughs> two. But considering his audience, it makes sense. Yay, number three. Um, Kendrick Lamar, number seven. I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar, but top ten. Makes sense. Yeah. And I'm going through the list, and I'm like, all right. Lil Uzi, 11, makes sense. Wayne, 14, makes sense. Young Thug, 16, Pop Smoke 17 makes sense. And I'm going through this and I'm like, in terms of streaming numbers, in terms of who who the fuck is most popular in the streaming era, I'm like, all right, a lot of this makes sense. Migos 22, Kodak Black 27, and then I get to number 30. And I'm like, G Easy? Them people, man. Easy in the top 30 most streamed Spotify rappers. Who's the when's the what? I'm at a loss for words. What was the last G Easy song? What's what's the shit? What's the last shit that popped off? The, you know the bars. It was it was it was a he did with um, um son from CMG. Who's the boss of CMG? Yo Gotti Yo he did a joint Yo Gotti a couple years ago That was Listen, bringing off he, he, he did a joint with ASAP ASAP is 31 Jay Z is 34 
Khaled for all all the you know Voltron building <laughs> is thirty five. Niggas don't fuck with Khaled like that, bro. It's, it's just a reality. Kid Cudi thirty nine. Shit, Macklemore. I would have I would have been happy with Macklemore being ahead of G Easy. Fuck out of that song was Tup- that big. Tupac forty one. Russ, I would have been happier with Russ being t- above Jeezy. But G Easy, people love Sasha. Listen, over. listen. Whoever bad. whoever is out there spinning G Easy like this. <laughs> Y'all gotta get off the fucking lawn, bro. Get off my lawn. What are y'all doing? G Easy? Y'all, y'all listen to a motherfucker that wants to look like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio ass rapper. Yeah, That's who y'all listen like, to. like Pat Riley, bro. Shit. Bro, Pat Riley with the fucking side. The slick back. The slick back with the side the side part. Come on, bro. Y'all could do better than that, man. Yo. <laughs> Deadass. Whoever's out there like spinning G Easy like this, y'all gotta get the fuck off my lawn. Do better, bro. Get off my lawn. Go away. Go away. Logic before hope Listen, is wild. If you, if you think if you think G Easy is a top thirty auto on any list that involves streaming, <laughs> get off my lawn. If you don't understand the impact of the others, the them people on hip hop stats, get off my lawn. If you don't understand that Kendrick Lamar being number seven on the, on any list. Is a as a foul. Quite frankly, the fact that Megan the same made the top fifty, but her, her, her units don't look right. There's a lot of issues with this list. And quite frankly, if you don't pull up to the lunch hour to watch us break down this list, you can absolutely. Hold on. There you go. Job, can I get a, get off? Talk to me. Meg the stallion for letting Gz be. Oh. We don't we all can't, the way off. We can't confirm or deny. I'm but, pissed. Qu- but quite frankly, when that video dropped and they was they was spooning on the bed and G Easy got to feel how soft those yams were. Soft. It was a problem. And quite frankly, nothing was the same about <laughs> Earth after that fucking no. video drop. Right. Uh, one more though, one more on that note. Khalees got to get off my lawn too, bro. Oh, oh no! Who was who is it? Who she with? Bill Murray. Bill, oh my God! Bill Murray. Murray. That's the word. What? She, she, she get her. She get her ghost busted. Right? Shit, but like Khalees, you look fire on, in your farm outfit, but you kissing them wrinkled lips. <laughs> Just tell us it's a money grab so we can respect it. No, he's worth like a hundred eighty. Oh, there you go. That's Yo, that nigga the Cialis and Viagra. <laughs> And, and the honey pack, bro. Come on, and the honey pack, boy. And, and, and pink ho- horsepower. <laughs> Come on, bro. He's taking the full pack. Come on, bro. Oh, yo, he got, yo, he, he, got, he got the shit that say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The case, yes. He got, yes. He got the, this nigga got a perky set of blue pills, nigga. <laughs> the fuck going on? Um, yo, as always, me, listeners... <laughs> Viewers, commenters, the, the, the members of the chat, right? We appreciate y'all. The people who make the rap round table what it is, the viewers who pull up for every single episode, we appreciate y'all. The people who bite the slang, bite the bars, mm-hmm. and don't tag y'all, mm-hmm. we appreciate y'all too because that just goes to show that you are tapped in. 
Sharon, you know who you are. Yes. We appreciate yes, you because we've been in some rooms that you opened doors for us. We got some looks where you opened doors for us and future looks where you've opened doors for us. Bless. And we've never shouted you on wax. You know who you are, Sharon. We appreciate you. The wraparound yes, table is ever building, ever ascending, ever growing. And no matter how much you try to get us up out of here, when you tag niggas or you try to make it seem like we're something that we're not, you can't stop this podcast. Unstoppable. Yeah. Immovable object. One more thing, Denona Rosa, best pizza in fucking hey, Brooklyn. That part, way. That part. See you soon. We about to head over there right <laughs> now. And with all that I said, Dini the Balance, take us home. Yo, as my brother Jarv said, thank you for all of y'all for fucking with us, rocking with us from the day one to the people that's fucking with us today. We appreciate y'all. Uh, you know what it is, man. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Apple Pack. Apple Podcast, Spotify, everywhere. Shout out to Jiggy Josh for fucking with us. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is. If you need that info in the industry, you know who to talk to. Macito, voice of the young people and the fucking industry. Get acquainted. You hear the production. You know what this man does. Every beat you hear on this pod. So sincere. This man makes beats. Holla at me. The busiest nigga in entertainment. The point guard. Hey, man. <laughs> Making runs. It's my fucking Running dog. plays. Every Playing time, runs, bro. nigga. My nigga, man. Jov the point guard, man. Now, say his name one more time, bro. Jov. Yes. The point guard. Sir. Legendary shit. Hardest working man in podcasting. Yo, I'm Dini the Balance of the Force. Your mom's favorite. And with our powers combined. Oh your mom's favorite. That's <laughs> the rap round. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we are the rap round table and we fucking out of here. Another podcast where we pulled it out of our ass <laughs> and entertained y'all. And cook. We how love the, y'all. How the fuck we keep <laughs> doing Fuck it. you mean.